Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, connect. Thanks for listening. Hey, Allie. Hey, Nicole. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm happy to be seeing you today. Oh, me too. Oh, this <laughs> is being his funny little self. Funny little self. He's interjecting himself into the podcast again. I don't have the heart to put him somewhere. There's nowhere to put him. You can sit on that golden pillow. Oh, it sounds this, about right for him. This came from Morocco from Melanie years ago. I love it. Um, but yeah, we, you guys, I don't know if we've talked about where we record, but we record upstairs in my house um, in a room. That is it's a beautiful view of the city lands and oh, like skyline. Yeah, thanks. It's so gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It's a little dreary now, though. <sighs> yeah, it's March, what, 6th? 6th. Spring. And Can it's almost get here? It, was, it was snowing in some places again. Yeah. In Seattle today. <laughs> it was. It was. That's funny. It was, Yeah. It. For those people that don't live around here, it snowed like crazy in a couple in weeks February, ago in yes. February. It People was we'll call it snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Yeah. Um. So we're talking about travel tales part two today, huh? Yeah. We didn't get to all of the rest of the stuff that um we wanted to, and mm-hmm. so we're we're part de. <laughs> you know, I tried to spell duh into like my message to you. <laughs> My autocorrect just like wouldn't let me do it. Like, okay, just T-W-O then. Oh my God. Speaking it's of... A- D-E-U-X, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. No, it is. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. I have a weird phone story. Tell me. Um. I always... I like to do the talk to text sometimes, like uh-huh. especially if I'm walking and so then I don't have to like stop and just use my fingers. And then anyway, I always... <laughs> I was texting, I was talking, texting, you know, to a friend of mine, we were trying to solve a problem. And I said, what if you, and I didn't say anything else after that. Uh-huh. And it typed fuck off on my phone. <laughs> what? Yes. I was like, is my phone haunted? Did some ghost come whisper from behind me? That's weird. I, I got freaked out because I was like, what? I didn't say anything. And then I was like, did my subconscious make me say that? Did I say that? I didn't say, but I did not say anything. I just right. said, I was kind of speaking for a little while in this thing. And we were like, well, what if you did this? And what if you did that? And what if? And I stopped because I was trying to put my thoughts together. And it just said, fuck off. Oh my God. Which totally reminds me of the time that you stayed at Melanie's house. <laughs> and house sat and found written in Whoa. dust on their <clears throat> um what would you call that uh like a chest or yeah know, like a chest, chest of where dishes or chest something. of glassware yes yeah. <clears throat> it was mm-hmm. it said like fuck off uh-huh right or fuck you <laughs> It said, fuck you. Nicole also thought that was written by a ghost. I did. This was like in, I was 19 years old. I was staying out there by myself in, I don't know. Rural is a Well, Renton. Well, yeah. Renton is a 
And, uh, and I freaked out. <laughs> I ran out of the house and I drove darkness into the darkness, got in my car, drove to the thrift way that was nearby uh-huh. and just like sat and gathered my thoughts, called my brother and was like, Oh my God, there's a ghost. <laughs> what am I going to do? And so, um, I had the same idea of calling Melanie's parents. <laughs> where, where were they? I don't know where they were. Mexico? But I woke them up. But huh. anyway, I said, quote, <laughs> have you been experiencing paranormal activity? <laughs> Melanie's. That is so weird to get that phone call and on Melanie's your vacation parents in the middle of the night. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> and I will never live that down. No. And they think they talk about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we bring you up, we talk about that. Oh, my no, God. Anne was just like, I'm embarrassed and I need to do dusting. Oh, that's so funny. And I guess... Her da- Mel's dad had written it in the in the dust to her uncle. Yeah, who had been visiting recently. Visiting mm-hmm, to play a prank on him. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of the time me and my brother got into it. We were doing like pranks. We were staying at Lake Chelan the same week, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know what our prank was on him, but he gave a really good prank on us. We were driving home, and all of a sudden, we saw this weird like tail flapping on our windshield (gasps) in the wind as we were driving and we were like oh my god what is that and it was this we thought it was a snake or something and (laughs) and we pulled over and it was indeed a snake but it was a snake made of plastic oh (laughs) and he had stuck it under there just yeah he got us he got you good it was kind of funny yeah it was way more funny at the time. We were freaked out. We thought it was real. But anyway. Wow. That's that's freaky. Oh, my God. Okay. Do we want to do meltdowns before we get yeah. into our travel we tales? Oh, yeah, we do. Let's mm. hear about yours. Mm. Guys, so <laughs> I've been... One of my cats, Francis, he's a three-legger. He's mm-hmm. had lots of um, issues over the years. Clearly, he had leg taken off when he was a kitten um but anyway turns out he has diabetes Mm -hmm. so i had to go to the vet take him to the vet and uh like uh, now i'm supposed to be giving him insulin which i was like okay that's fine yeah sure i guess you know we'll do that but i had no idea insulin is like three hundred dollars a bottle it's crazy i was just like oh oh my god and it's like one bottle a month and uh And that, you know, obviously I don't have him insured with any kind of pet insurance. And then I was, and anyway, and it's, your vet, your vet gives you the prescription to your regular pharmacist. So anyway, I'm obviously I'm not, and I'm, I can't, it's not on my plan. Mm -hmm. So it's just out of the pocket, but I was just like, holy buckets. That is, that's expensive. Holy buckets. (laughs) That is. (laughs) My friend Martha says holy buckets. I love it. It's G rated. We could have a way bigger listenership if we started saying holy buckets. Holy buckets and Yeah. What the fork? What the fork? And all that good stuff. Right. We should try that sometime. We should. Um 
So anyway, I was just, my eyes were opened. And then I thought about all of the people that have to be on insulin. Oh yeah. And uh, how a lot of people obviously don't have coverage or, you know, and like, or they just are in situations where they're homeless or they can't get their insulin. And no wonder they come to the hospital with diabetic ketoacidosis, yeah. which is like not, which is a terrible thing. Um, everything gets all, all out of whack and you can get sick and die. Yeah, I know. It's terrible. My mom so, has diabetes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But I mean, she has, she has, you know, and under control. Yeah. Yeah. And all that. But I do feel for people who don't have, you know, the same access to resources. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's dangerous. Yeah. And that's way too expensive. Yeah. For, you know, daily life saving medication. Yeah. That much. So I don't know. I might get some in that when I'm in Mexico. That's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, it's so, we just have a real problem with our medical care here. We're I just know. too profit based. Yeah. I was telling Nicole before we started the episode that she should get into policy redesign. Yeah. Yeah. I At should. Some point. I should. Um, yeah. I'm definitely in the, in the end of life crash will do everything to you I, yeah to people um i should work on the preventative side yeah or policy policy making change making stuff yeah, yeah. sounds extremely fun <laughs> <laughs> whenever i think of policy i think good time oh yeah Oh God! Oh man! Yeah. No. Or maybe you should just become a podcaster. Yeah. Well, tick, check, check, check. Tick that box. How are you? So, what's your meltdown? Um. Well, surprise, surprise! I had another child-related meltdown, bedtime-related meltdown. <gasps> um. So my kids always ask me for help getting their pajamas out of their drawers putting their pajamas on and then brushing their teeth. And on Monday they were just like clowning around. Like I had my eldest just taking everybody off task and messing around and everybody was making jokes and nobody was settling down. You know, Mm -hmm. we kind of try to calm the household down around seven 30 baths are usually done. And these guys were just bouncing off the walls. I was getting super pissed off. My husband was laying on the bed, like a bump on a log. I felt kind of alone (laughs) in in the battle for bedtime. Yeah. And I've, and I've really kind of bared the brunt of the bedtime routine for most of their childhoods. Right. Granted, my husband's extremely helpful most of the time now. Um, but I was losing my patience. I was losing my cool. And <clears throat> people who've listened to this podcast already know I swear like a sailor, you know, especially when I'm stressed out. And so I ended up calling my kids assholes. I was like, you guys are assholes. And I like stomped <laughs> down the stairs. I didn't yell it. I tried to say it under my breath. Mm-hmm. But my daughter heard me and she was like totally devastated. And then she started crying and was oh. like, mommy, come here. And my hate, my husband hates it when I curse at the children or mm-hmm. in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, fuck, God damn it. Now he's <laughs> going to be mad at me too. Yeah. So I've got one kid crying. Husband's mad. Yeah. Nobody's ready for bed. Everyone's like, still. this just, sucks. Just I can't with- believe this is how I live. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is every night for me, you know, oh, like, God. at least three out of seven. Dude. It's a week. And I was like, 
But I flipped it and I turned it into a positive. I was like, we're making a fucking chart and you little shits are going to do all this stuff on your own and I'm going to reward you at the end of the week. You probably didn't say we're making a fucking chart. No, and of course I didn't say any of that to them. But (laughs) But, uh, this is my idea. This is what I'm going to, this is me thinking myself. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, so yesterday we made the chart like Monday, <gasps> Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then their names were on it. There was like an AM and a PM. And so we did PM last night and everybody just, and so the reward is one extra hour of tech time if they do it for seven days in a row. Mm. So they have to get their own pajamas. They have to put their own pajamas on and then they have to brush their teeth by 730 at night. And they did it like like this, like so fast. Last wow. It was amazing. And then I was like so happy and I was like, you guys, this is how nighttime can be. Like we watched we watched two like kids cooking championship shows. Oh. They were very fun and entertaining and everybody had a good time. I was like, this is how it's supposed to be, guys. And they were so excited. They got to put their like little sticker by mm-hmm. their name. And then the cutest thing happened. My five year old, almost five. I was getting out of the shower this morning. He knocks on the door. He's standing there completely dressed, <gasps> all ready to go. And he walks in there, grabs his toothbrush, puts the toothpaste on his toothbrush, brushes his teeth. Then he grabs the hairbrush, starts brushing his hair, and then adds some water to it because he wants it to be slicker. Mm-hmm. So he puts some water, and then some water drips down on his little face, and he like wipes it away, and he continues to like brush his hair and get organized. It was adorable. Oh. And I was like, you thought we were going to do this at nighttime and in the morning, huh? And I was like, that sounds like a perfect idea. Yes. We're implementing it in the morning, too. Yes. And so everybody was on board. Granted, we only have one day in, but, hey, but I'm, it was, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for you, too. You, yeah, you're so that was like, my meltdown teaching them to be um independent little creatures Mm -hmm. self-sufficient trying and uh yeah and sometimes things need to be incentivized yeah exactly they're supposed to do it because it's the right thing to do though yeah you know yes um we had like as kids we had chores we had to do mm-hmm. and um you know everybody rotated like it was somebody had to do the dishwasher somebody had to do set the table or do the laundry or do whatever and if mm-hmm. you did it all then you got allowance mm-hmm. at the end of the week or something mm-hmm. and it was like two dollars yeah you know or something yeah <clears throat> but like um it was it was enough to make us want to do it yeah that's good and we did it nice that makes job me feel better yeah uh, knowing Oops. that um you know, incentivization isn't like the worst thing in the world. No, especially for little ones. It's also it's positive reinforcement. Yeah, you're like you're not. You like when we're getting mad. That's like negatively reinforcing, or they get attention. You know. Yeah, yeah. That way, but now this way they're getting attention for doing something good. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm sure you're not the only parent out there that has sworn their child mm-hmm. by the way mm-hmm. yeah i know i what, know that way to um turn it around and something cool thank you i feel like can i say you're the kid the five-year-old's name oh yeah this? yeah i feel like rafferty is a little bit of an old soul oh i know he is yeah he's the little he's like a little man and he's really um 
like in tune to what what's going on around him and like he will he will like sacrifice what he wants so that somebody else will get what they want like and i know that oh he he does that all the time he'll be like no no kenley can have that if she wants or he'll sense somebody getting frustrated he'll be like oh no you can have mine you know he's like the peacemaker peacemaker of the family oh um and they and they totally take advantage of that you know, my, his siblings do. But it's like, also an amazing quality to be able mm-hmm. to read a room at four and be like, actually, I can do something to make this right. And I'm going to do it, you know, mm-hmm. for the better. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's incredible. He mm-hmm. he just came out of the shoot like that, too. It's like it's like one of those things where you're never sure why people turn out the way they yeah. are. But like already this like little quality is developed in him. Mm. Pretty cool. Kind of heartwarming. Oh, that is. Yeah. We got a couple people who wrote in. Do you want to start with those people or do you want to do our own travel tales? Oh, yeah. Maybe we could we could we could save those for the end. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, that's awesome. That's a yeah. great idea. We'll oh. save those because they're super good. Okay. Woot, woot. Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um... It doesn't matter. I can go. It doesn't matter. I will do it. So one of mine, one that I didn't get to, and these were both about being locked in places. (laughs) And, and I apologize in advance for telling you this one, because there's not a good ending. (laughs) Um, Because I don't remember really how, I think that what happened was we just got let out, but my husband and I went we're married in Mexico, like Nicole and her husband were. And part of our wedding package was a pre-wedding spa together couple spa mm. it was it was <laughs> really funny like first we get like champagne and just like a pool you know like a nice hot tub and mm-hmm. then we get like a uh, um i think we then went into the sauna and then we got to do the massage itself and then we like ate a bunch of like foods at the end i think i can't mm-hmm. remember what order things went in but it was something like that and it was really fun. We were having a good time and we had had a little bit of champagne and then we we were ushered into the next phase, which was the sauna. And we realized <laughs> that the door locked behind us when we went in. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm pretty claustrophobic. And then thinking about how hot and oh sweaty and like how the door literally went open and we, we were like trying to call to people. Oh and my like God. Alert somebody. We were completely alone because we were, I'm sure we might have been couples. naked. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> for all I know, but we were just sitting in there starting to panic. And, and, um, I think that what happened was, you know, maybe we were in there for five or 10 minutes and then somebody came and got us and we were fine, but we were starting to, Panic. panic yeah yeah about that and Maybe then you had all that fear and you blocked out blocked I it out did. i think we did we blocked that out and then the other one was funny um it was me and um a gentleman i was dating when i lived in london or england um i lived in bath england but then we were somehow traveling around and we were in london and we were having lunch or dinner and i was in the bathroom i go up to use the bathroom 
And it was like a very small little bathroom and with like maybe a one inch gap underneath the bathroom door. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a way, you know, like how sometimes there's like a whole foot and you could like crawl out if you really needed to. Well, there didn't have that option in this bathroom. So I end up locking myself in this little bathroom. And as I lock the door, the little handle I was holding onto was probably the size of a screw completely fell out and fell onto the floor and under the door. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh my <laughs> gosh. In. Uh-huh. You know, I start turning around in the stall, realizing how small it is, looking behind me and being like, okay, there's like a square window, like two feet above me. I could possibly crawl out of there. <laughs> um, I wonder how long it'll take for my date to notice, you know, that I've yeah. been in there too long. Right. You know, what like how late doing? does the restaurant close? Is there any right. danger? And, yeah. and, you know, and the, there's probably, you know, like I don't think I brought my cell phone, so it's not like I could send him a text or anything. Mm-hmm. and be like hey come get me so this this one was funny because I was like <clears throat> how can I get that screw back so I was like I couldn't my it was too small for me to like reach my hand under I feel so like I, I need to go pulled bump, off my bump, belt bump, which bump, was bump, bump. Yeah. <laughs> so I MacGyvered it <laughs> and I pulled my belt off and stuck it under the door and like got it around that little piece that had fallen off and like pulled it back underneath the door, screwed it back in and got myself out of there. Oh my God. Is that incredible? That's incredible. I saved my own life. You saved, <laughs> you saved your own life. I sure did. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. That's how proud I was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> Crazy. You figured it out. I sure did. Yes. You did MacGyver it. Yeah. MacGyver. Oh, you macgyver it. Yeah. Yeah. Female. Oh, it's okay. MacGyver. I didn't know. Not MacGyver. Oh, MacGyver. Okay. Yeah. That's what my dad calls it. Really? Yeah. Cause Deborah is really like, you know, a problem solver and is real, you know, mm-hmm. so she, he always says that she macgyver it. MacGyver it. Oh, yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe people don't know who MacGyver was. <laughs> That's an old one. Oh, I lo- I used to love that one. It was oh good. my god, it was so good. Oh, it was an it was- old TV show where the guy could like solve any problem, get it, get and would get himself out of any mm-hmm. kind of hairy situation by just like putting the the supplies at like. In Nicole's house, there's like a ladder. Right, and a can. And like a hair tie. And he could like detonate a bomb with that. Right. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. That's what uh, Saturday Night Live MacGoober is based off. <laughs> I know it is. I know it is. People might know MacGoober. They do. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> That actor, I would love to watch a MacGoober. I think I probably will tonight because of that. I haven't seen it in so long. Oh my God. I've been watching, I feel like I've been watching more comedy lately. Me Um, too. I've been watching a little bit of SNL lately. Oh yeah, me too. Great minds. Yes. Um, Okay. I have a story from when I was in um, Cambodia with Rob. This was in 2012. This was our first time traveling to Southeast Asia. And we were actually really strapped at the time. And we were like, well, we need to just take a vacation. And turns out it's actually really cheap over there. Yeah. If you didn't know. Uh, But anyway, we went over there and we were, we were going, we decided to go from Phnom Penh up to Siem Reap, which is where Angkor Wat is, like one of the 
I don't know, seven wonders of the world or something. Uh-huh. And they're these amazing temples. Um, but anyway, you could take a bus uh-huh. or you, or you could, um, you f- fly and both of those options were cheap, but, um, or you could have somebody drive you. And of course the hotel guys like, I got a friend who can drive you. And then on the, in the guidebook, it's like, Oh, it's going to take six hours to get up there by bus. And the driver of the car is like, well, it'll take three hours to get up there. Mm-hmm. It was a liar. Oh my anyway. God. Um, so we agree. And I'm just, I remember thinking about the math and I was like, how it's the same distance. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I bet it's actually really six, six hours. Yeah. So we get, but in. maybe he could go faster than the bus and the bus maybe was going to make some stops. Or, right. Yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we, we took the, we got in the car and off we went and I'll, I have never been more terrified in my entire life. This guy was driving a million miles an hour playing chicken and then, Cambodia like this was we, the, it, the road condition was really terrible mm-hmm. and it was like a two-lane road mm-hmm. for hours and hours and he would <laughs> just go dart in front of and around all these cars and I was just like oh my god and I had a little dictionary book that I mm-hmm. periodically would be like <laughs> I'd look up how do we say stop how do you say slower <laughs> how do you say careful how do you you know yeah. and um I, and, and also he had to <laughs> pee all the time. The driver? Yeah. And so, and he was on drugs. He was like, oh not, he was not a sober person uh-huh. at that time. Yeah. And I was like, I had this very vivid memory when I was in the back of this car thinking mm-hmm. with the time zone stuff, I was like, my parents are asleep uh-huh. in their bed Yeah, and they have no idea that their daughter is about to die. Right. I was like, I just was terrified. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was, I like, was like, so scared, like straight for Mm -hmm. six hours. Oh my God. Uh, it was terrifying. I will just say we flew back. We did not. Oh my God. (laughs) We flew back. (laughs) But it wasn't, I mean, money wise, it wasn't very expensive to fly, but, um, yeah. But I was just like, no fucking way am I doing that again. Right. I was, uh, Five hours and 59 minutes too long. Yeah, that's that awful. Fucking, that was insane. Rob was also terrified. And at one point he was, he was like, you have to slow down. You're scaring my wife. <laughs> that's so adorable. I love that. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is so cute. I like, okay, so a couple of things about that story that I think are so cute. That They're like, well, you can fly. You can, uh, what was it? Oh, you can take a bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a private car. You can, and you're like, okay, we'll take that one. Like the shittiest, scariest option. I think I was. Was it cheapest? It was, it was a little bit, no, it was a little bit more expensive than the bus. <laughs> I think the thing that I was, that sold me. Yeah. Was that it was th- three hours shorter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was a lie and it could be like a cool road trip right yeah much better actually than like taking a bus with a bunch of people yeah or flying and missing all of the the scenery oh my god it was i oh it, it was reminds terrifying. me though have you seen ice road truckers 
Um, yes, I have. Where where Not sometimes those folks are like in some like side of a mountain with on a one lane road and there's like a, a sheer cliff yeah. and there and the, there's like gravel falling off of the, you know like with each roll of the tire and you're just like afraid for their lives the entire time you're watching it. Yeah. Oh my god. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. That sucks. That was fun. <laughs> I was I was never more I was so happy. I, I don't think that I was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it was bet. Ecstatic. Oh yeah. my god. Anyway. That is so that's we a good lived, that's a we good, lived. We lived. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. <clears throat> oh man. Okay. Do you want me to tell my other story? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We <laughs> uh this story that I'm gonna tell um took place when I was 27 uh-huh. on that crazy trip, the Mexico trip that I took by myself. Uh-huh. I'm, for the record, I went on a three-week trip to Mexico in 2004 uh, by myself. I went to the Yucatan Peninsula, mm-hmm. um, and I had the time of my life. Mm-hmm. Literally, it was the best best time. Um, and But anyway, I... I had not initially planned to go to Palenque, which is where these ruins are. Um, and someone, everybody I kept running into was like, you got to go to Palenque. Are you going to go to Palenque? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess I, guess I got to. Mm-hmm. So I changed my itinerary around and um, went up there, took like a long bus up there. And um, I stayed, <laughs> the first night I was there, I stayed in this like, total d- dump of a place like like literally it was like in a room and there were, it was there were bunk beds and on the top bunk there were like dead bugs on the top of the bunk and then I was just like okay I'm just spending the night here it was really cheap I'm just like you know whatever got out the next day the next day I changed locations to go to this like hippie hostel place mm-hmm. like it was something out of like um, Robinson Crusoe or something mm-hmm. like where there's just like all these tree houses and mm. really, you know, just like hippie camp, mm-hmm. you know, or all, all these hippies with dreads and pot everywhere. And yeah. uh, it was just like a hippie paradise. Yeah. And, and sometimes I ride the hippie line. Uh-huh. Um, but I, um, anyway, I, I'm sitting there, um, kind of getting ready to kind of get checked in and I'm sitting next to these two Aussie Aussie women mm-hmm. and we're we're drinking a beer mm-hmm. waiting to get into our rooms and I hear this pop 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 <laughs> and I was like uh hmm was that fireworks I don't mm-hmm. think I don't know if that was fireworks and that was really close to me mm-hmm. like seriously very close and um it turned out that it was indeed gun gunfire (laughs) and it was less than probably 10 feet away from me oh my god it was like on the other side of these bushes massive bushes Uh uh-huh and two people were murdered (gasps) um uh execution style oh my god yeah and so i was anyway i was like oh okay um the people that the hostel we're trying to make sure everybody um knew that it was safe and i mean and that we were going to be okay and that there was that was a strictly drug cartel related murder and 
that didn't have anything to do with the guests of the place. Uh huh. But I was just like, uh, <laughs> not feeling too good about it anymore. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh my god! And coincidentally, I ran into this chick who I'd been traveling with, mm-hmm. who and down in another part of the Yucatan. Um, and she just happened, we happened to run into each other. I decided to bunk with her and stay in her room. I got food poison that night. She took care of me. And, and then it was like, you ever wake up from someplace and you're like, time to get out of here. You know, yeah. I was just like, Ooh, er, time to go. <laughs> time oh to go. God. Uh, I don't think we have told my parents that ever. Really? No, nope. Dad. Was that in Palenque? That was in Palenque. Oh. Yeah, in Palenque, the town was kind of a seedy town. Yeah, and they probably had a lot of. I mean, I didn't think about it at the time. They probably had a lot of their money that was being made locally it was probably from drug drug trafficking uh-huh. or not or you know just drugs drug sale and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I went back to the town to Palenque to get on the road and I called my brother mm-hmm. and I was like, you're never going to believe it. <gasps> and then I was like, don't tell mom and dad. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously nothing happened to me, but, and two people were murdered, but oh. I didn't see their, I mean, obviously I didn't, didn't see them. That's funny though that you mentioned that like in these times of crisis, you've called your brother at least twice. Like yeah. <laughs> the story when you were talking about oh, right. paranormal oh my God. activity and then you. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Jeff, you get a shout out in too. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Nicole's touchstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so funny. When we were kids. Okay, my dad took us to see Ghostbusters when we were way too young. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I think, I don't know, anyway, he took it. I loved the movie, but I was scared out of yeah. my mind. And so was my brother. Mm-hmm. And I think Amy was scared too, but she was still able to sleep. Jeff mm-hmm. and I were not able to sleep. And so we mm-hmm. would, <laughs> we would like, our rooms were right next door to each other. And mm-hmm. we would open up the doors mm-hmm. and we would just sit at the end, end of our, our doors and just like talk. And talk to each other and try to, you know, get less scared. Yeah. So that we can go to sleep. What part of the movie do you remember, like, traumatized you guys? The library scene. Uh huh. That was scary. And the blob. The The, like the green, the green green guys, green guys, guys. yeah, ghosts, Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Sigourney Weaver turning into that thing was really scary. And those those dog creatures Mm -hmm. that Rick Morales became, (gasps) those were scary. That was so scary. Yeah. I loved that movie though too. I do too. That was so good. It's still so good. Mm. My kids like it. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, those were great travel tales. Yeah, definitely. Um, a little, a little crazy. Yeah. Whew. I have one more. Do you, did I tell? I have one more. Oh my god. <laughs> this is also in the same trip trip and this was up in palenque uh-huh. too uh-huh. and i had gone remember i told you i ran into my friend who um i had been i met in a different town uh-huh. um she and all of her friends were gonna go up to this like blue this like blue water lagoon mm-hmm. place and so i was like sure i'll, I'll go that'll be really fun so like 10 of us get into a van and mm-hmm. go up the way it was uh, probably an hour and a half away from where we were and uh, and all of these folks were Israelis. I was the only American, and nine, nine, nine 
of the other people were um, Israeli, um, which, which is an interesting thing because I ran into like a million Israelis when I was down on this trip, like mm-hmm. I, I, everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we were, and Israelis have a little bit of a reputation for being kind of loud mm-hmm. and aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's sort of like a little bit of a, a reputation um, that they have. But um, we're going in the van and we get stopped mm-hmm. on the road mm-hmm. by some Mexican guy mm-hmm. who's basically like, I need you to pay the tariff. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the van, I mean, everyone's penny pinching because they're trying to be on the road for a long time. Everyone f- gets really pissed off. They're like, what the fuck? This wasn't included in our prize to go up. This is a ripoff. We're not paying it. Mm-hmm. So the Mexican guy pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, and that, the pulling out of the gun didn't de-escalate the, mm-hmm. everybody else in the, in the van. Really? <laughs> they were just like <laughs> amped up even more. And I was just like, time out, time out. Like we don't, I don't really care. Can we just pay it? Can we just go? I don't need to die here. Yeah. You know, I just felt like a million miles away from home. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. You guys, it's going to be okay. Just pay it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. So they finally decide to concede. They're all really cool people. They just got yeah. really aggro. Yeah. At the, at someone was trying to like rip them off, rip them off. And, uh, anyway, I was just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so far away from anybody that I know. Yeah. At all. And nobody even knows probably where I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, luckily, the Mexican man put away his gun. Mm-hmm. We paid our fee mm-hmm. and we got on the way and we enjoyed the beautiful blue waterfalls. That's amazing. That reminds me of that Blake Lively movie, movie The Shallow. <gasps> Have you seen uh-uh. something like that? Where she takes this, some random driver takes her to this special beach that nobody knows about. <gasps> and then she gets stranded surfing on this rock and then this giant great white shark like circles her until she basically has to i won't ruin the movie okay but anyway. <laughs> okay <laughs> crazy travelers yeah those are scary that was scary ones yeah that is super scary that kind of reminds me of okay we'll talk now about our um listeners or our write-ins but i'll i'll dovetail nicole's scary story oh, yeah. with the one about my dad how he <gasps> got how he has a he has an old driver's license picture of himself where he has like a black eye and and I was like really surprised to see it. I was like, why in the hell wouldn't you just wait a couple days to get it to, to yeah. the shiner went away, right? Uh, to get your new license, Dad. And he was like, well, you know, when you get beat up in Mexico and robbed and and uh, thrown in jail, um, then and you have to come back to the United States and get your license, you know, you're not going to wait to right for that shiner to go away. You got to get the stuff done. And I was like, Oh, sorry, dad. He was like, yeah, those bastards, oh my God. <laughs> just, you know, uh, just decided to pick on the wealthy. Um, what do they call the white people? gringos? Yeah. 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 The wealthy white gringo hippie guy with the ponytail. Let's oh, beat yeah. the shit out of that guy. We'll we'll Holy throw him in shit. jail for a night, you know, steal all his money. His wallet and his ID. Yeah. <laughs> and send him on his way. Oh, Steve. 
Yeah, but that that wasn't the only travel story we got written in about. <gasps> That's right. Two people wrote in. Yeah. So one of our listeners named Rob, <laughs> he said that when he was traveling in Europe, he boarded an overnight train in Italy bound for Spain. But when he woke up, he was in Germany. And Rob asked the conductor in the morning why all the signage was in German. And apparently, while he was sleeping, uh, his his half of the train went to Germany and the other half went to France. <laughs> and the moral of the story is to get on the right car, says Rob. Yes. Yeah. It's so tricky to figure that stuff out, oh though, when you're traveling. And, oh, my God, the platforms are all different. And they say they're confusing. Yeah. They, Shit, uh, man. Yeah. I bet he was excited to be in Germany. How did he turn right back around or did I, he stay a while? I don't remember. I don't remember. I would it would be very much like Rob to uh hang out for a hang day. out for a little bit and for a little day. Yeah. 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 Um and my dad wrote in. I know. That's so cute. Isn't that cute, Dad? Bob. So my dad says the first one is on our trip where one hour before the train leaves on October 12th, I realized my tickets are European dates and the dates are for December the 2nd. Oh my God. Or for December. So anyway, that was actually when he, we were in Italy uh-huh. and he was with Amy and those were train tickets going to, going to Rome. And he, they were I mean, two months early. Yeah. Because the, the month and the, you know, yeah, the day and the month flip-flops. are flip flop. Yeah. So whoops, but they were able to get new train tickets. But, oh, but it was right before their ticket was train was supposed to leave. And then he says the second is tasting iced tea in Belgium, which is carbonated. I guess it must have not been expected and probably gross. Dad, uh, you'll have to tell me, me about that. No, it reminds me of ordering water or just getting water. And there's a big difference in Europe. It's always with gas. And oh, so the first right. time I took a drink of like what I thought was some plain tap water was filled with bubbles and it also shocked me. <laughs> so let your dad know he is not alone <laughs> with the with the gassy beverages, the tea or the water. Oh, I like the beverages, cone gas. Yeah, this is good. It's like the LaCroix. Yeah. Um, I have, a, we have an announcement. Uh, I put together a list. I have 10 books uh-huh. to get you unstuck for all those people who are listening who feel slightly stuck. Yeah. So if you want that, Uh you can email us at at meltdowncitypodcast at gmail.com and I will send you the list. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's a great incentive. Yeah. Check out, check it out. Anyway, there's some really great books on there. Um, Have you read any of them? I read all of them. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. I read all of them and that's why I recommend them. So yeah. um, Anyway. That's something there that you can, yeah, if you want that, you can have it. So just email me and I'll send it to you. Okay. And Done. I think that's it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Our outro will take care of all of our marketing and stuff. Yes. But send us an <gasps> email. What? Oh, I do want to say, um, I, please, if you haven't written a review, mm-hmm. write a review because it really um, helps us out on iTunes and all of that. So I mean, you'll hear the yeah, other stuff. Yeah, if you're listening, the- if you like it, write a review. Just yeah. even like a few short words, like I love yeah. this or yeah, keep going. Them girls is great. Yeah. <laughs> or um, whatever. Yeah. Or it doesn't have to be even, it doesn't have to be nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> it can be whatever. I mean, we'd prefer it to be nice, but yeah. we don't want you to fudge it up. So, yeah. to fake it. Yeah. So, anyway, we don't need those kind of pleasantries. Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.